Okay, so begin the lesson just by lying on your back, extend your arms and legs in whatever position comes to you. And feel your contact with the floor. Feel how you're resting on the floor. You can think that you're like uh, a stamp and you've been pressed into an ink pad and now you're leaving your impression on the floor. And just in your mind's eye, get a picture of what the shape is, where the places are that ink leaves an impression on the floor, where the places are that it doesn't. How close together or far apart are your arms? How close to your body or far away from it is the, uh, the distance between your legs. What's that? The pattern of your head touching the back. Is there like one hard little spot that would leave all the ink in the back of your head or is it kind of a spread out phenomena? And then you can particularly notice where um, we're short one mat, so if you're all right on the hard good, you got your blanket, okay. Um, so uh, notice, this is really interesting, the places where you wouldn't leave any ink on the floor if you were a stamp, making a stamp on a piece of paper. Behind your ankles, perhaps? Behind your knees. How far does that space behind your knees? Does any part of your thigh touch the floor? How much? What about the space behind your low back? How much space would there be behind your low back where there was no ink mark on the floor? And where would the ink mark start again around the which ribs between the shoulder blades, where in your back. And then also that space behind your neck, how far does that extend? How, dist how much distance is there from where the back of your head would leave a mark on the floor and where your vertebrae or your ribs or your that go around to the back to join your vertebrae, the whole area of your upper back at the base of your neck. Is it on the floor? Is it lifted from the floor? We call this kind of thing doing a scan. It's uh, scanning over your contact with the floor. And it just gives you a reference point to see how your own habitual patterns of muscle use and tension are developing as we experiment with the different movements we try. It's really kind of like a some habit, like a, a some summary. This impression you make right now is like a summary of all your day-to-day -day habits of how you use yourself, keep yourself upright in gravity. It all leaves its trace, and it means that each one of you has a very individual footprint of how you rest on the floor. Now, we do lessons in all sorts of positions, uh, often lying on our backs or fronts, but not always, or sides. Sometimes we're sitting up. You could be standing. There are even a whole series of headstand lessons. We won't be doing those. Um, but we are going to today be mixing between sitting up and lying down. So uh, 
With that in mind, if you could just so roll to your sides and come up to sit. And sit with the soles of your feet together, your knees open to the side, and rest on your hands behind you. So lean back on your hands behind you. And this is an example of where you can adapt for yourself. If your wrists get irritated with this, you could lean on your fists. But if you can lean on your wrists, that's great. So that's the kind of thing you can adapt for yourself. And then also move your feet closer towards you and take them further away. And just decide for yourself what feels like a good distance for you to have your feet, uh, distance from your pelvis. And then when you've decided that and you feel like you're in a good starting place, Begin to tilt your pelvis so that your left knee moves towards the floor. Your whole left thigh, your left leg, outside of your left leg, your left knee moves towards the floor. Tilt your pelvis that way. And feel in particular how the ribs on your right side of your chest move away from your right elbow as you tilt your left knee towards the floor. And slowly repeat it many times at your own pace, and your goal is to go slowly enough that you can feel what you're doing. And sometimes it happens when I give you an instruction that you say, hmm, I don't really know what that means. I don't know how to do that. I'm trying it, but my knee doesn't seem to be moving. And uh, I don't want to sound like all banal, but that's okay. It's okay if that's what you feel. It just shows you that there's some interesting thing for you to develop and learn during this hour. And just kind of stay with it and try and have the intention And the only thing that matters for your learning is that you have the idea and you experience, you accept, and you feel what you're doing. And your intention and your action will come together over the course of the lesson. Don't worry about it now. Just start, try. Good. And then lie on your back, let go of it, stretch out and take a rest. Already, maybe from what you did, there are some changes in your contact with the floor. Maybe. And then when you're ready, roll to your side and come up to sitting again. And once again, put the soles of your feet together. Lean back on your hands behind you. And now begin to tilt and roll your pelvis so that your right knee comes towards the floor. Your right thigh comes towards the floor. The outside of your right leg comes towards the floor. And you feel now the ribs on your left side moving away from your elbow. Feel that space open up. It's not like arching your back pushes your right knee now towards the floor. So you're arching your back out over your right thigh, your belly over your right thigh to take your right 
knee outside of your right thigh towards the floor. Just try that many times slowly. And notice if you start to do anything with your head. Can your head help you? Where would your head go? Would it turn over your left knee that's rising? Or would it turn over your right knee that's moving towards the floor? Where does it help you balance as you do that? Right, and you can rest your wrists at any point. Just stop it and then come back to it. Try using your fists or leaning on something behind you. If leaning on your wrists isn't comfortable, get a little bench behind you, lean on that. And now start to go from side to side. Roll your pelvis, tilt your pelvis, arch your back in one direction. That knee goes towards the floor and then the other direction. And feel your ribs move away from the elbow on one side, the other side. Notice where your shoulders go. Where do your shoulders go? good and then leave that and roll onto your back and take a rest on your back feel your contact with the floor And now bend your knees and open your knees to the side and put the soles of your feet together as you stay lying on your back. So lying on your back, put the soles of your feet together, your knees open to the side. And begin this way, lying on your back, to rock your pelvis so that one, and use your back so that one knee goes towards the floor and then the other knee goes towards your floor. Go back and forth. And compare for yourself, what's it like to take the one knee towards the floor, the other knee? How easy is it? Does it go in the same direction when you go to each side? That arch you're creating in your back as you roll your pelvis, is it the same on one side and the other? Sometimes it might seem like um, the first thing we do when we compare two sides is we try to correct them consciously. We think something's wrong with us if something's not symmetrical. And you could just leave that thought aside. We're not worried about that right now. A really interesting thing we try to make use of in Feldenkrais is, uh, is your symmetry. 
you can do the same thing in two different ways because you've got two different sides of your body. And this is great for your brain because your brain likes to compare and feel. How do you do this on this side? How do you do this on the other side? And the great thing about movement control is your brain is smarter than you are. So your brain will figure out what to learn and transfer from one side to the other. You just focus on the overall idea of ease and efficiency and your attention. Are you matching your intention? But don't try to make yourself symmetrical. We can do little things with that sometimes, but for the most part, don't try to make yourself symmetrical. Try instead to feel honestly the differences. Just go from one side to the other and feel what's different. When I say your brain is smarter than you are, I just mean, you know, if you ask a centipede to describe how to walk, it will never be able to move one leg, but its nervous system can figure that out. So we're all a bit like that. If we had to consciously control walking, we might never walk. Great. Okay, good. Leave that. Stretch out your legs. Take another rest. And then bend your knees, put the soles of your feet together, your knees open to the side. Interlace your hands behind your head. And just leaving your legs be, just leaving your legs in this position, just lift your head a few times. Lift your head to look down between your knees. Let your elbows come up as you lift and go back down as you put it down. So maybe you learned in some class somewhere about keeping your elbows open. For, but for us, use your arms kind of like a sling. Your elbows can come up and you can really use your arms to lift your head. And just feel how, how does your back change its contact with the floor as you lift your head. Can you lift your head with the same ease or light movement that you moved your legs? And why not or why? Lifting a head like this sometimes instantly puts us in workout mode. So this isn't a workout, this is to feel, how do you do it? How does your back change contact with the floor? How do your ribs move? Does it affect your pelvis? It's about feeling how you do it rather than exercising. And now at the same time that you lift your head, lift both your feet from the floor, lift your legs from the floor. And then put them down again as you put your head down. And what's that like? A few times, just lift your legs without lifting your head. Lift your legs without lifting your head. Feel how far, how easily they lift. Still the soles of the feet together, knees open. And then lift both your head and your legs. But as you lift your legs, turn your feet up, toes up towards the ceiling. So you're rotating, kind of rotating your toes. Your soles of your feet stay together, but think that you're taking your toes towards the ceiling. Now your knees, your knees stay open. Your knees stay open. It's like you're 
turning your toes inwards up towards the ceiling as you lift your legs. A few t- if that seems mysterious, don't worry about lifting your legs. Just try a few times with your legs on the floor to rotate kind of at the ankle so that your toes go up towards the ceiling. So you've got that idea, a mysterious piece of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then add it all together. Lift your toes, lift your knees and your feet, lift your head with your elbows, and see if your feet now go closer to your knees, go closer to your elbows, your feet come closer to your face, if you're lifting your toes towards the ceiling at the same time. Okay, and leave that. Good, and leave your head down, stretch out your legs, your arms. Let's take a rest. And then open your knees to the side. Put the soles of your feet together. And lean on your elbows behind you. So you prop yourself up on your elbows behind you, your elbows and forearms. And see for yourself, like already for some of you, this might be a very challenging position. It might not be a position you want to work from, and you can make that choice. You can imagine it if you don't want to work from it. But if you can get in that position, if you're imagining it, just kind of put a little weight of your elbows into the floor. The only idea is your elbows a little bit raising your shoulders. And now start this rocking one knee towards the floor and the other, rolling your pelvis, arching your back to take one knee towards the floor and the other. And quite possibly for many of you, it might seem like, is it easier or harder than when you were sitting up or when you were lying down? What changed? Yeah, this is a really, it asks really... Something interesting of your clavicles and your shoulders. So feel what happens in your collarbone, in and under and around your collarbone, how your ribs move away from your elbows on each side. And take as many rests as you need to. It may be, depending on what position you can get yourself into, this can be very tiring for your neck. So take those rests. And if you want to do the whole thing on your back, just do the whole thing on your back, but just with a little emphasis of your elbows. And then you'll get the same idea in an approximation that's good for you. So go ahead and do that. Just a few times, feel that. And then leave that and come onto your back and take a rest again.
And then once again, come up to sit. And sit with the soles of your feet together, your knees open. This time you're not leaning on your hands, though. Just sit forward. And begin now to slide your left hand into that space underneath your left knee and underneath your left lower leg. Just slide the hand from the inside. Slide your hand in between that space. And just begin to see where can you reach to, where can you slide your hand along the floor. Just really slowly, really exploration. See where you go. How does you move your back to do that? Where does your shoulder go to do that? And slide with your palm down on the floor. What keeps you from going further? What keeps you from reaching further? That's just a question. It's not a command that you must reach further. It's a question. Where do you feel lets you go as far as you go? Is it your shoulder, your neck, your back, your ribs? Where do you feel if you soften there? You could slide your hand further. And then just slide your hand palm down as far as you can slide it comfortably, kind of to the sideways and forward sort of position, and stay there. And begin to turn your forearm, turn your arm so that you turn it palm up and palm down, just really slowly. Turn it palm up and palm down, and feel what this does in your elbow. Oddly enough, this is a movement of the elbow joint, turning your wrist like this. And it's not just your elbow, it's your shoulder. What's happening in your shoulder? You turn palm up and palm down. What else do you feel? Your neck, your back. The less strain you feel, the less effort you make, the more something interesting can happen. And then leave that, and you can just rest in sitting for a moment. Just sit up and take a break. And then do the same thing with your other hand. So slide your right hand into that space underneath your knee, underneath your lower leg. Just reach around, just explore the floor. Where can you go to? What's your territory here, the range of territory your palm can reach? And you can pay attention to the floor and how much of the floor you touch. And you can pay attention to yourself and how do you organize yourself to reach? What do you do with your elbow, your shoulder? Where do they move in space or in the joints? What happens between your shoulder and your neck? 
between your shoulder and your spine, what happens in your ribs. Just feel more and more about where this takes you. And then come as far forward as you can go comfortably with your arm on the floor forward and to the side a bit and begin to just turn palm up and palm down. Turn your forearm palm up and palm down. And do this sort of quietly enough that you can feel the ripple effects, that you can feel what this involves in your elbow, your shoulder, your neck, your ribs. Good, and then leave that and come onto your back and take another rest. And then roll to your side and come up to sit again. Soles of your feet together, knees out to the side. And see, can you slide both your hands at the same time, palms down, into that space? And what you do with your elbows to make that happen, what happens across your back. Just see how far you go, how easy it is. What's the easy range for you? We have this idea in Feldenkrais that to take the range of action that's easy and comfortable and make that larger is a relatively accessible learning that's kind of like that works well but to take a big action that's painful and uncomfortable and suddenly make it painful and comfortable uh, easy and comfortable that's a very difficult kind of learning so stay within whatever little bit and have respect for yourself whatever little bit's easy and comfortable and let it grow and develop from there And when you've found that easy, comfortable length or extent that you can slide your hands out under these legs, stop there and with both arms together, roll your forearms palm up, palm down. 
might be really deceptive. It feels like you're doing nothing, but it's actually pretty... It's amazing things. Especially if you work at a computer all day or something. Stressful office. This is a very interesting thing to do. And then stay with your palms up. And check now, can you use your left arm to lift your left leg? Try that a couple times because you got your forearm sort of slid under your lower leg or your knee or somewhere there. Can you use your left arm? And maybe you've got to move your whole body too. Maybe you need a bit of a counterweight. Using your left arm, you can rock back. You can lift your left leg. And experiment with that. You might need to be more upright to even get started. You find your own path. Where would you have to be? How would you have to be sitting so that you could... Use the weight of your body, the shifting of your weight, and your left arm hooked under your left leg to lift your left leg. And try that a few times with your left leg and feel where do you rock, your pelvis, where do you go. And you try it a few times with your right leg. With your right arm, can you lift your right leg? Where do you rock, where do you go? Are you lifting your leg and keeping your body upright? Are you rocking backwards with your body? Gravity can be your friend. Your leg is long and heavy, but your whole torso and your head are pretty heavy too. Great. Try one, try the other. Good. And then leave that and come onto your back. Take a rest. And feel how you're making contact with the floor now. And space behind your neck and how your face is oriented. Bend your knees and open your feet to the side. Put the soles of your feet together. Interlace your hands behind your head. And a few times, lift your head. Let your elbows come up. Lift your knees. Let your knees stay open. Lift your feet and go towards one another and see how close towards one another they come. Now you can add the idea of your toes going to the ceiling. Just lift your legs, your feet, and it helps the toes help most if you do them right from the beginning. If you don't leave it to the end, but from the moment you lift your head and your legs at the same time, your toes rotate, turn up towards the ceiling. Feel what that's like now. (coughs) 
And that was just a little check-in, so you can stretch out and take another rest now. So in Feldenkrais, a very concrete, fundamental idea we have. It's a fundamental idea we have, and we make it very concrete. And that's that learning isn't always about getting new information. It isn't always about trying new things. Sometimes it's about resting. So your brain can feel the effects, you can feel the effects, and you can integrate it. I know after I started teaching Feldenkrais and learning it, I realized everywhere else in my life where I teach, it's like I'm just desperate to stuff as much information as possible in the student's head for that hour. And I thought afterwards, well, I guess I should do like five minutes of philosophy and then ask them to lie on the floor and feel it. I don't know how to do that in these other classrooms. But it's really essential when you lie here. We're not just taking a rest because you worked hard or, you know, need to catch your breath, we're taking a rest so that your brain, whether you realize it or not, can ruminate over what it just experienced and integrate it with your prior experience. So bend your knees, and this time bring your legs up over your chest, your knees open to the side, and hook each wrist or forearm, however far you get, under the leg on the one side and the other side. So you're kind of like holding your lower leg in a, in a hook of your arms. It might be, if you're extraordinarily uh, flexible, came in the room, you might be at your elbow. So from the inside and out from the inside instead of from the outside. Yeah, from the inside, like when you were sitting, and then under the leg so that you're, yeah, if you can do it from the inside, right. And just now begin to go like you're going to take your left knee towards the floor and your right knee towards the floor. Go back and forth, yeah. And if you can do it from between your leg, like more like this, rather than from the outside, yeah, see if that works for you. And you can hold on to your pant leg as well if you don't go all the way, but just kind of more like poking at it from there. You can't go like, oh, wait. You're going, you're going like that. Go like, try this, like this, the other way. Turn your, yeah. Okay, so it does, yeah, more like that. Just as, is it, and if not, then just hold on to your pant legs or something. Yeah, right, and you just go from side to side and take your, we use one arm to take one leg towards the floor and of course everything follows. Take the other arm, take the other leg towards the floor, everything follows, you're rolling, you're rocking. You go even all the way onto your side if that happens. And if you go onto your side, can you roll back? Mm -hmm. How do you make that happen? Are you rolling slowly onto your side or falling onto your side? A very great learning tool that uh, toddlers have is they are so close to the floor it doesn't matter if they fall. And we lose that safety when we get big. But now here you are. You're very small. You're close to the floor. Got an okay mat. It'll be all right if you fall. So go ahead and take a few risks when you roll from side to side. Maybe you fall to the side. 
in the refined version, you won't fall and you won't use momentum, but go ahead and fall and use momentum now. Say hello to your neighbor if you happen to both roll in the same direction. Okay, and leave that and stretch out and rest. And then come up to sit again, come up to sit with the soles of your feet together. Slide uh, both hands underneath those spaces as easily as you go and turn your palms up. So it's like you're holding your lower leg on each side. And now holding each of your lower legs with the respective hand, can you start to roll towards one side and roll towards the other side? And now here's a little bit of a riskier fall because you're a little bit taller right now, but go ahead and roll and roll and see how far you roll gradually. Roll to one side, roll to the other side. And is there any point, and it's perfectly all right if the answer's no, could you actually roll onto your side? while still feeling that your head is safe, back is safe. And you can roll to your side and come back up if, but don't push yourself there. And don't feel you have to imitate the people who've been doing Feldman Christ for 10 solid years every week. <laughs> Just do what you can do. What's easy and comfortable. And then come onto your back. Come onto your back and take a rest. And uh, bend your knees, bring them up over your chest, hook your arms under your legs again from the inside. Uh, So bring your arms to the inside and each forearm under each leg. Now you have a different idea about where you are right now, because a moment ago when you were here, you had no idea it had anything to do with sitting up, that there was a path between here and sitting up, but maybe you got a little glimpse of that. 
And let's develop this side of the path a little bit more. So just roll to your side. Think about taking that knee towards the floor. Think about where your head would go. Maybe think about this. As you roll from side to side, take your nose towards your knee on each side. Just sliding everything along the floor. Kind of take your nose towards your knee. Does that help you roll all the way to your side and then roll back as you go from side to side? Take all the time in the world to explore it. This is like when you're eight months old again and you have nothing better to do with your day but to roll around from side to side and then go to sleep. Well, you do have some better things to do. you got to eat. That's a better thing to do. But for much of the day, you've got nothing better to do but to play around, feel what happens if your head goes here and your knee goes there. Vaguely, you've got some idea that there are human creatures around you that sit up, but you're not quite sure how they do that yet, whether you're one of them. From side to side. Good, and then leave that. Stretch out your legs again. And then roll to your side and come up to sit again. And now I'm going to kind of try to show you how to make an approximation for yourself. So let's see what we all started with. We all started with both of our arms underneath our forelegs and palms up and holding both. And how's that for you? You've been trying to roll with that. Maybe that works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you're still like, the floor is still a long ways away when I roll like that. So let's try two or three other options, and you can decide which one you want to use. So take your arms out, and let's try your arms on the outside of your legs. So reach around kind of under your outside of your legs so that you're holding your knee in the crook of your arm. So that's one option. If you start there and you just start to think rolling from side to side, how's that feel? Don't go all the way, but just think, is this a good starting place? How do I feel? And then you can either loosen that up or you can tighten it. So you could go back and put your hand under, just above your knee, under the end of your thigh. And then you're really not as folded up and like that. With your hand hooked under your knee, you could go from side to side. See what that's like. Is that a good starting place? 
So you've got a few resources you don't have when your arms are on the inside, right? As you roll from side to side, you're like, aha, my elbow's going to be there. My elbow's going to get to the floor before I do. That's nice. Uh-huh. Or you could even sit up again at the start. You could slide your arm down and put your hand on your ankle from the outside, like out around your knees. And with your hand on your ankles, you could try from side to side. Let's see a bit what that's like. So you kind of had three options there. Four options. You can go back to having your elbows between your legs and continue to play with that. Or you can have your hands on your ankles or your middle uh, shin or your right under your knee. So choose which one of those you want to play with for the next few minutes. Choose one your arms between your legs or from the outside. And I can remind you of any of the three options if you're like, wait a minute, I think it was best that way. So that you've got your elbows on the outside of your legs and then you can find a more gradual, slow kind of ability to roll to your side. And then if you do it, if you roll, then just keep rolling. You don't have to turn around and come back. You can just keep rolling. Some idea of the floor behind you. And can you get back up on the other side? Watch the wall and the bricks and the equipment. Yeah. Don't do it too soon when you come to your side. Don't do it too soon. The crazy thing about rolling up again is you have to really almost feel like you're rolling face down before you sit up. That's a funny trick. You'll find that for yourself. But if you try to sit up too soon... It's really hard. If you just keep on rolling as though you're going to roll face down, you will surprise yourself like babies do. Surprise themselves the first time they come up to sit. You think you're just rolling to your side. You think you're just rolling your face to the floor. And there you are sitting. You can do it with your elbows inside your knees, your elbows outside your knees. And breathe. Did I say breathe? Don't stop breathing. There's nothing in life worth doing that you have to stop breathing to do. Okay, good. Great. And just the next time you're on your back, stay on your back. And feel, we're going to come back to the scan now that we did at the beginning. Remember the shape and the size of that ink pad impression on the floor. And what's it like now? Are the spaces as big behind your back or are they, have they shrunk? Is more of you in contact with the floor? And notice your breathing. We didn't consciously pay attention to our breathing at the beginning, but maybe after all these movements and experiments, you feel you're breathing differently.
And then whenever you're ready, at your own time, your own pace, you can uh, spend a while on the floor if you want to. You just, whenever you're ready, roll to your side, come up to sit and stand. And take the feeling with you and the awareness with you for a while. So you come up interested and curious about how the world feels different and how you feel different standing after the lesson and walking around a little bit. And do that for a little while before you start to try to clean anything up or engage with one another socially. Just take the lesson for a walk, we say sometimes. Walk around and see what you feel.